You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And tonight, we are... Hey, Queens. What's going on? It is Josh, and welcome back to the Queendom Podcast this week. I I keep saying I'm excited every week, but it's just a new level of excitement because this week we are branching out to our, I think, f- final cast? No, I think I've still got Bliss 2.0. Uh, but either way, we're heading across to New York because um, in New York you can be a new man. <laughs> Hamilton, got you. Um, no, but we are heading across to the Broadway cast to chat to Miss Sam Pauly today and I am really, really keen for you guys to get stuck into this episode. So I'm not even going to talk any longer. Make sure you're getting your letters in for Project Herstory. Remember, deadline is September 15th. And uh, yeah, let's take it away with Sam Pauly here on the Queen Podcast. Let's go get down. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Hey, queens, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen and Podcast. I am joined by the amazing Sam Pauly, the Catherine Howard in our amazing Broadway cast. Hey, Sam, how are you going? Hi, good. How are you? I am wonderful. This is amazing. First Broadway guest. We're ticking all the casts off, guys. This is so cool. Um, right. Sam, do you prefer summer or winter? Summer. Summer. Um, being from mm-hmm. Chicago, it gets pretty cold in uh, winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I grew up, yeah, I, I grew up in the Midwest and I'm, I grew up in Iowa, which is like right next to Illinois. And it's yeah. just, it's cold there, but Chicago, because of the lake, yeah, it just gets unbearable i think we had one day last winter where it was like with windchill i think negative 50 and it was just we had to like time when we would let the dog outside and i'm just not into that (laughs) what is your spirit animal Mm, i don't think i i don't know if i have one i guess if i i if if I had to compare myself to a type of animal, maybe a maybe a dog. I like to sleep a lot, and it doesn't really take like that much to make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, what is your favorite musical? Uh, Andrew Lippa's The Wild Party, for sure. Ooh, bit of a different. And I've one. never done it, but I love it. I think yeah. it's my favorite. Amazing. Uh, if you had to revive one music icon, uh, it could be musical theater or mainstream music. Who would it be? Oh God. That's a that's a hard one. That one. <laughs> I I would say. Prince. Solid choice. He's he's one of my top threes. So that's a You're pretty frozen. Good one. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, no, I'm all good. I've got you. We're good. Okay, fat. Yeah. 
All right. So getting into theatre, how what was your introduction to the performing arts and how did you get into being on stage? Um, I I always liked singing. I did choir in uh, like junior high and high school, but I got started in theatre kind of late. I didn't start until the end of my junior year of high school, which I, um, if anybody else, I know I've said that in a couple other interviews and people have been like, when is your junior year? That's, um, the last, the last year before your senior year. So I was about to go into my final year of high school and that's kind of, uh, when I got started. Um, but I just kind of, I did it for fun. I, didn't know at the time that that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I kind of decided everything really last minute, like, yeah, I guess I'll go to school for this. Um, because it, it makes me happy. And also there's just like not really much else that I'm good at. (laughs) (laughs) Um, speaking of happiness and some amazing shows that you've been in, um, I was really excited when I saw, your song for today that you posted was Elf because Elf the musical is such a cool like little niche yeah. musical. <laughs> so when I saw you do that photo, Dale's just popped in as well for anyone that's it is, watching so him. So, um, so not only you've been in some pretty cool musicals, but you've played some pretty cool roles like Ava Prone, um, Elle Woods, Mimi. What Besides six, what has been your favorite show or role to be a part of? It's 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 probably Ava in Evita. Um, I have done the show four times now, and it just doesn't get old. I love I love the music, and I like I like telling the story of her journey because I. Th- especially in this last production that I did, um, we were definitely more honest about the kind of person that she was. Um, I think, you know, in a lot of productions, it's easy to portray her how a lot of people at the time saw her, like this saint um, and, you know, someone that genuinely cared about the poor. And, And it's not that she didn't, but she did a lot of really awful things. Um, get to where she was. And there were a lot of people that she didn't care about. Um, and so I, I always like doing that show. That's one that I'll always come back to. And I think it will always be my other favorite because the story is just so intricate. There's so many pieces to her story that I think a lot of people don't know. And so especially after doing it this last time, it was it was cool to kind of focus more on those things. Yeah. Um, and even my my mom who's seen it every time I've done it this last time was like, well, she was just not, she was not good, was she? And I'm like, no, it's but you know, it, it depends on the production, but that for sure is yeah, is probably my other favorite. That's cool how like especially with theater, like you can pick and choose like parts of stories to emphasize on and it can change the complete meaning of how people interpret the show as well, which is great. Yeah, for Um, sure. So this little musical that we're all here to talk about, uh, Six, what was your introduction to Six? How did you find out about the show? Um, I found out about it. Uh, I think at the end of 2018, um, I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know what it was about and I hadn't listened to it. Um, but I had a friend who lives over in London and then one friend here in the U S that both reached out to me kind of like within the same week to say like, Hey, this show is premiering at Chicago shakes next year. It would be a great show for you. Um, and I didn't really give it much thought. I was like, okay, you know, fine. I think a lot of times for new musicals, it's, it's easy for everyone to say that it's the pre-Broadway tryout. Like every new musical is doing their pre-Broadway tryout wherever they are. Yeah. So I think that kind of, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. 
Um, and then the closer, the closer it got, um, my agent started talking to me about it and I had kind of decided that I wanted to maybe take a break from theater for a while because I had just come off of, uh, the bad out of hell tour that got canceled very abruptly. And that kind of put me in a very dark place. I just didn't, theater didn't make me happy anymore. So when six came around again, when my agent was talking to me about it, um, and Chicago Shakes asked me to come in, I said no three times. I said no. Um, there was another theater that had already asked me to do another show, um, and that was going to be kind of like my last thing for a while. Yeah. Um, so I was like, no, I'm I'm going to do this one show at this theater where I where I like to work. I don't. I, I'm 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 going to say no. I'm going to pass. And then they they just kept coming back. Um, so then finally, when I, I, I made a, a tape one night in my living room because I had missed the first couple rounds of auditions in Chicago, cause I kept saying no. Um, so I made a tape in my living room and then it <laughs> very unprofessional of me, but it wasn't until a couple days before the first round of callbacks that I finally listened to the music <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, this slaps. This is good. <laughs> Why have I been saying no to this show? <laughs> so you get the role, you get Kay Howard. What was that like getting the call? You're like, cool, this is this is my girl now. I'm gonna take care of her. What what was that like? Yeah. Well, it was all it was it was really crazy because I like I said, I had I had put myself in that mindset, like I'm I'm taking a break. I don't need to I'm not gonna do anything for a while. And then all of the callbacks and auditions for six happened literally at the same time that auditions and callbacks for Evita were happening. Yeah. And, um, do you have keys? Okay. Um, and so I, like I had my final callback for six and on that same day after eight hours of callbacks, I got out of, on a plane that night to go fly to New York to have my first audition for Evita. <laughs> So then, you know, like getting this phone call for six was really exciting. Like I, it was like the first call I got one morning, my agent called me at like 10 AM and I was still in bed and I was just, I just like broke down in tears because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm definitely now a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and the right thing comes into your life at the right time. Um, and it just kind of seemed like all of a sudden when I had given up on theater, everything seemed to be kind of lining up again. So it was, it was very emotional, I guess, you know, it was exciting, but I was just very emotional and overwhelmed. It just seemed like one great thing after another. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, I was, I was a hot, a hot mess, a hot crying (laughs) mess. (laughs) Um, and you had, by the time you guys started the, the, tour uh you'd worked with nicole mm-hmm. and mallory before had you worked with anybody else on anything um i'm trying to i our music director roberta Duchek. i um she's my voice teacher here in chicago and she was actually the one that after they had had their first couple rounds of auditions she called me one night and left me a voicemail that I still have on my phone. I will never delete it. Um, it's like a, a minute and a half voicemail of her saying, we've already seen a lot of people. We're not seeing what we want. I really think even if, you know, even if it's just for whatever happens with the show down the road, just make a tape. So they have you on file. I really think that you should just make a tape. Um, so she's, I, I thank her always because, um, she's really the one that, that convinced me to do it. Um, but I had worked with her and then I feel like that was our, um, our assistant director, Megan Farley, I had worked with before. She's a Chicago girl as well. Um, but otherwise I think that was it. I didn't, I didn't know anybody else. I remembered a couple of the other girls from the final callback day, but, um, but no, I, I, uh, I didn't know anybody else. Yeah. Amazing. So walking into your first read through, um, what, mm-hmm. 
what was the emotions and the experience like of hearing the show kind of come out of everyone for the first time? It was, well, the first day was really cool because I, I, I walked into Chicago shakes and like to get to the rehearsal room, you actually walk, you walk into the lobby of the theater and then just like do a quick left to get on the elevator to go up to these rehearsal rooms. So I, I walked in and there was nobody in there. And as soon as I turned the corner, I saw Adriana, Anna, and Andrea standing at the elevator also waiting to go upstairs. And we, we had never met before. We had never spoken to each other. <laughs> I think we had all started following each other on Instagram, but no one had really like talked yet. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I turned the corner and they turned and saw me, all of us just started like screaming and hugging each other. <laughs> <laughs> which is like from that second, everybody, it, it was it, the first day was just like really magical because it was so apparent from the beginning that, that all of us were about to be best friends yes. and go on this really amazing journey. Um, but we didn't actually on the first day, I think we did a read through, but we didn't sing anything. Um, Toby Marlowe actually went through and he sang all of the songs for us <laughs> so we could hear them. Even though I think, all of us had listened to everything about a million times by then. Um, but yeah, it was just like from the second, it, from the second we started, it's just, it was just electric. It was, it's really, really cool how we all just kind of clicked from day one. That's amazing. Um, heading out, you use the word journey. I think that sums up the start of the six tour essentially was a bit of a journey through um, Chicago, through Canada, what was it like going on tour? Um, what What is your favorite part of touring with shows? Um, you know what I, I people keep calling it a tour, and and I guess it was because we we really did pick up and go from from place to place. I think for me personally, this felt like less of a tour because I did Chicago and then I left to go do Avita, so I was gone yeah. for a big chunk. And then after I got back from London, we had like, there was like a four week break before we started in Canada. Yeah. Um, so really the only thing that felt a little crazy to me was being in Canada for four weeks and then going to Minneapolis for four weeks. Um, but, you know, there are plenty of tours that go out that make stops for like a week at a time yeah. and then that's it. I don't think this was really as stressful as it could have been because we were very fortunate to pick up and go somewhere and be there for at least a month. Yeah. So we could unpack and settle in and like, okay, this is home for now. Um, the things that made it great were that the, the show remained the same and it was the <laughs> same group of people in every city. Um, the, the, the things that, you know, just make it harder, just being away from family and friends. Yeah. Um, I didn't have my dog in Canada, but he did come to Minneapolis. So, you know, it wasn't, um, it definitely wasn't as bad as it, as it could have been just, yeah. I, and I think we were also by the time we finished in Minneapolis, ready to go to Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's have Christmas. And then let's go to Broadway. Like, <laughs> let's go. It's time to go. What was it like hearing the news that it was getting picked up and taken to Broadway? Uh oh, oh no, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I've got you. Oh, hold up. I'll snap you back. Uh oh, Josh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you not hear me? You're frozen. I hear you. All right, there we go. We got you. Oh, there we go. Yeah, sweet. Um, so what was it like getting the news that you were going to Broadway? Oh, God. Um, literally my, my wildest dream coming true. Um, I, when all of the serious talk about Broadway started happening, I was already gone. Yeah. And so I think I was, I was hopeful while I was waiting, but I have also learned in recent years that like, nothing is guaranteed. Nobody owes you anything. So in my mind, I was like, it would be great to go, but I think I assumed that they would end up asking like big Broadway names to do this um, or that part of the cast would change or some of it would change. 
Um, so when my agent called me, I was, I mean, he called me from Chicago and that's London is six hours ahead. So I was, I was an intermission of one of my shows <laughs> and I saw, I had a missed call from him and a text message. And at our intermission, someone would do my hair. So I was like, I have a couple minutes. I'll just like call him back and see what's up. And I don't know how she figured it out, but my dressing roommate, I was like, oh, I got to call my agent real quick. And she was like, this is it. And she pulled out her phone and she was like, this is the call. This is the Broadway call. I know it. I know it. She pulled out her phone. And, and so I have a video of like him telling me and me just like crying on the phone. But I really, I, I was excited. I mean, I was just like, again, a hot mess, but it was more of like a, a hot mess because I was like, I did it. I, I, oh, I did it. I yeah. I didn't think I could do it. And I effing did it. I did it. Um, because also when he, <laughs> when he told me, he was like, he called me and what did he say? He was like, I mean, like things are really crazy here in the office. And I know you're like in the middle of a show, but I just wanted to ask you real quick. Like, do you want to go to Broadway with six? Because we have an offer. <sighs> and my response was, they it picked me and like, I still get teary thinking about it because I just like, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, and, and Andrea, who was also with the same agency as me, he was like, you're not supposed to know, but Andrea is going to, she got an offer that I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna, they're going to keep everybody together. Um, so I had my, my 15 minute intermission to like be a hot mess and like celebrate with my Avita cast. And then you know, go back out and finish the show. Um, but what also made it really nice is that my, my husband had just gotten to London the day before and he was seeing the show that night. Uh Um, so right after I was, I was able to tell him as we were walking home. So that made it really nice too, that, that I had him there to, to celebrate that night. That was fun. That's amazing. And that's something I I find really special about this cast in general is that it's been pretty much the same since day one. Um, like usually when, shows get picked up as you said it's cast change or they'll bring in a name to Mm -hmm. boost tickets where this was just like cool let's let's just do it and yeah I was so excited to see you guys carry through um so knowing you're going into the Brooks um which is a prestigious theater in its own um before the bumping happened there was this little event that I first saw you guys at um which was called Broadway Con um yeah <laughs> broadway con was an experience um <laughs> was that the first time you'd been to broadway con yes yeah so there was a show spotlight where you guys did the like x y of six kind of mashup thing yeah um what was that like because you guys obviously had crowds and had done shows leading up to this point mm-hmm. what was it like getting into that kind of space where you were here highlighting this show and people were there just to see you do your thing and cheer you guys on well what what has always been really exciting about this show to me is that like I you know like you said it's it's really cool that they've kept us all together they easily could have replaced all of us with like famous people and you're laughing so I think so (laughs) I'm still just like a little potato sitting in sweatpants every day but that but that's what makes it still so crazy to me sometimes like going to things like Broadway con and us being told like you guys are performing last because every like this show is the most anticipated show of the season and like when i hear that it it doesn't get old but it there's still every time that happens i still sit there and i'm like us like what really us not that i don't think that we're great or that the show is great but i'm still just like we're all idiots. Like what? This is crazy. Um, so that's kind of what Broadway con was. I was just like, wow, people are really excited about this. And like, we had, um, a little while before we performed. So we went and kind of walked around Broadway con and I was thinking that maybe it would be easy to do, but it was not easy to do. I saw Anna and I was like, walked past her like twice I'm pretty sure that's Anna and then by the time I got back to be like yes it was she disappeared and I was like god and then I saw Mallory with her red hair walk through and then I was like oh my god like you guys are everywhere this is like it was yeah. so cool yeah um, so it was it was fun to be at Broadway Con just having never gone but um 
But another thing that just made it special was that, you know, when we were in Minnesota, we didn't have Abby or Britt because they were both out injured. And that was the first time that we, uh, we didn't have Adriana with us, but it was the first time that we had seen Abby and Brittany in a while. So it was really fun for all of us to, to be back together. That's amazing. Um, another special thing that happened at BroadwayCon um, was the sing-along. Um, yes. That was an intense room to be in. Um, I, w- I was like near the front and just the vibe on stage. What was it like hearing everybody sing this show back at you? Because there was a solo of like two to 300 people in this one tiny Yes. What's crazy about that is that when we finished, the people that organized the sing-along told us, they're like, we're lucky if we have 20 people do the sing-along every year. And it was, like you said, like two, 300 people. Um, what made it the most fun, it's just like the, the fans are why I love doing this show so much is because they're so loyal and they love the show. But it... It's just so cool to see all of these people that are fans of the show because of the show itself, but also because they come and see our cast or, you know, or the London cast or the Australian cast. And it's fans that come see the show and look at us and say, oh, that girl looks like me. I can do that. Yeah. Or she, she has the same skin color as me, or she's the same size as me. I can, I can do this too. Um, because that's what the queendom is. It's, it's inclusive of, of everybody, every single person. And so that's, that's one of my favorite things. And that was one of my favorite things about doing that sing along was seeing every color, every shape, every size, every age, uh, you know, of whoever that really, that came and was just so excited to sing along with us. Like, I just wanted to be out there with them I was like y'all oh. can sing it and I'll watch like <laughs> Brit couldn't get enough she jumped off the stage I know. And get down and ran through. <laughs> I know I know I saw her like jump off I was like oh here we go <laughs> she was like, yep. right around I know she did that and we were all like oh no <laughs> <laughs> so um Broadway con finishes and rehearsals kind of really pick up for the Broadway run um mm-hmm. getting into the room kicking things off um knowing Lucy's about to become the youngest female director in Broadway history. Um, What was the vibe like? Because pretty much anyone who is anyone that was involved with the show was there. You had Jamie, you had Carrie Ann, you had Toby, you had Lucy. Everybody was in the room at 42nd Street. What, What was that kind of first day of the Broadway rehearsals like? It was, um, it was really exciting. I, I remember just like, sweating all day because I was so excited just being like so hot it's so hot just really happy to be here like touching my (laughs) armpits every few seconds um but it like you said it was cool because we had Carrie Ann we hadn't seen her since we started in Chicago um none of us had worked with Jamie yet uh I think he came to see the show in Chicago when I had left um but it it that was the coolest part that finally we were able to have everybody in the room together um and it was just cool to like have everybody back together again and be like all right here we go like we we made it we're we're really about to do it um yeah the first day was just bonkers to have the producers talking about cool so like this is probably what's gonna happen within the first week and stage door this and tony's that and you know stuff that we're all just like what like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, excuse, excuse me. Um, it's it. It's kind of like you know when you have big events in your life, like my own wedding. Like I, I feel like I remember most of it, but it was such a great day that I've forgotten a lot of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that why I'm we have like, photographs. Oh yeah, it was one of the best days of my life. But I'm still like, what then? What did we do? Like, <laughs> but but I know it was you know it was just it was really exciting to have to have everybody there. Yeah. For all those budding performers out there, um, how do you explain the life shift from moving from Chicago to New York and setting up in New York? How is that? Oh yeah. Um, I think mine was very weird because, you know, I, 
I had to figure out where I was going to live without being in New York. I had to figure all of it out while we were in Canada and Minnesota. Um, because that was, I just didn't have any time to go out to New York and actually look for places. Um, it made it easier because my sister lives out there already. So I was able to be like, go look at this apartment for me or, you know, cool. I found an apartment. Can you be there when they set up the internet? Um, but in terms of like a life shift, I'm not really sure if it, if it was at least for me really that crazy because I've been to New York so many times that I, I just kind of knew what I was doing and knew where I was going. New York kind of um, has a flow about it that once you've been yeah. there a couple of times, you get, you kind of get used to the feel of the city. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's not, it's not as scary as people yeah. think it is. It's, it's just as scary as any other city, I think. Um, but I think, you know, being from the Midwest and like talking to you now, I'm back in Chicago and I'm in my house where I have like a fenced in yard and there's not really anybody in my neighborhood that's out. Like I took a walk earlier for 25 minutes without seeing a single person. Yeah. Um, that, you know, shift to New York life where you are never alone, yeah. <laughs> um, I think is the most jarring, but at least for me, it wasn't that difficult, especially because I was moving there for a reason. Yeah. Um, I always told myself that I would never move there unless I booked a show that, that took me there. So. And what a show to book. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um, so walk me through walking into the Brooks for the first time. Oh gosh. Um, I was actually just talking to Brit about this the other day, I think. Um, on the first day there were, they were like cleaning the stage. So they're like, you can't walk out on the stage, just go around this way. And then here's the dressing rooms. We had people like showing us where our dressing rooms were and me and Brit and Andrea share a dressing room. And we all kind of got there at about the same time. And also at about the same time, we all just got so excited that we all just like started crying on the floor together, like hugging and just crying because we were so excited. It was, you know, just another moment of like, we did it. We made it. We are here. Um, But I feel like most of that day was like just kind of walking around and getting a tour of the theater and meeting everybody and, you know, talking about safety and stuff like that. Um, so it was very magical and really exciting, but you know, at the same time, we've also been doing this show for a year now. So it's just another theater, which I think kind of made it easier once we started performances. It was very exciting that, wow, this is Broadway. But after a few minutes, it's easy to be like, okay, cool. It's just like Minnesota. It's just like Chicago shakes. It's, it's the same show. We're just doing the same thing. Um, but yeah, going in that first day, it was just crazy to like walk up and see the marquee and like see my face on the side of a building. Man, I, I get, oh, can we talk about the billboard in Times Square? Like oh. <laughs> I'm like going through, I think I got it saved in our uh, like DMs on Instagram because I tagged you guys when I got into New York for BroadwayCon. I like walked straight to Times Square and saw the bill- billboard and it's just me like crying into my phone because I'm like, look. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was it like seeing the marquee and that billboard in the middle of Times Square with your face on it? Yeah, I, the billboard was nuts. I, I saw it on Instagram, obviously, and saw a bunch of really cool pictures and like stuff like that. I still just laugh about it. I'm like, what is this so stupid? Like, what is going on? I can't believe that. Um, but then it really hit me when I, when I finally moved Um, my parents came out to help me move in and then also like visit my sister and my parents wanted to have a day where we went down to Times Square and we saw the billboard and we, um, went to go see the theater. And I really thought that I was going to like play it cool and be totally chill. But as soon as I saw the billboard, I had another, like, that's my face. That's me. What is happening? Just like, happy crying. My parents cried. My sister was like, I've seen it already. Like she had already been by. Um, but it was really cool. And it was really cool to have that moment with my parents as well. Um, you know, to have them there so I could have my moment of excitement, but they could also have their moment of like, that's my little girl. Look at her up there. Yeah. That's just that's so cool. Proud parent moment. Beyond. Um, so 
the first show in the Brooks, what was did did the show feel any different after performing it for so long in the different cities and getting to New York? Did that first show feel different? I think the only thing that felt different was after um, after we finished Ex Wives. There's like you know a, a mon not a monologue but like a scene that happens where we're like welcoming everyone and explaining to them what the show is going to be. And who has the first line? I think it's Brit. Um, no one could say anything because the audience was screaming so loud and they were all on their feet. Yeah. And that was a moment where like, I think all of us broke character and we were just like, like (laughs) each other. I was just standing there, like jumping up and down, like sharing the excitement. Um, that had never happened before. So that was pretty nuts. We had, we were really blessed with a, with a really fantastic audience for that first preview. Um, and you know, after, after the show came down, we all, all of us had a little moment together of like, we've did, we, we made it, we're here. We did that. Um, but then, like I said before, you know, preview number two, we're back in the swing of things. It's the same show. We're totally fine. Um, the only thing that was tough was that during previews, we're still having rehearsal pretty yeah. much every day. Um, so we are just wiped out all the time. Finishing the first show on a high and then I, I've seen videos, um, the first stage door in New York. Um, what was that like walking out that door to the barricade of people six, seven, eight deep? <laughs> it, was, it was honestly like most of the other stage doors that we've had. Um, but just a little louder. (laughs) Like it, we, we have also been very lucky with, um, in all the other cities to have crazy fans everywhere we've gone. Um, but that was just really cool to just knowing that it's your first Broadway stage door. It's like every, everything's always really exciting, but on Broadway, it's just like up here. It's just up here now. Yeah. Still exciting, but it's just turned, we just turned the dial up on everything. I'm about two days off getting a playbill shipped to me. I've got friends that have like saved playbills because I. Oh my I, God. New York, like two weeks before the first preview, because at that, when I booked my trip, the Broadway one run wasn't announced. And I was like, I left like two weeks before the first preview. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> no. So I've got friends sending me playbills. So I'm going to have your face nice. up on this wall right here very soon. Yes. Um, what in the show, what, what is your favorite part to perform? What's your favorite moment in the show? My favorite moment is always the top of the show. It's always ex-wives. My favorite specific moment is always at the very top. Um, right. As Adriana says, we are, there's like a moment of stillness before the curtain drops and all the lights come up. And my favorite moment is right then because the audience is illuminated enough that as we're singing those opening lines, I'm able to look out at the audience and see everybody's faces that are the same as mine was when I was able to first watch the show is that everybody is just sitting there like, like mouths open. They don't know where to look. They are just like so overwhelmed. Um, it's seeing faces like that. And it's also seeing the fans in the audience that know every single word that are, that are singing along. Um, but that is my absolute, absolute favorite moment in the entire show. Talk me through your Howard. Um, what, what was your knowledge of the Queens before going into the show and how much research have you put into developing your Howard to what she is today? Yeah. Um, I, before doing the show, I didn't really know a lot about any of them. I knew who Anne Boleyn was and that was about it. Um, so I, I did my research before starting rehearsals about Catherine Howard specifically, but then also about the other Queens, just so I knew who was who. Um, but while we were in rehearsals in Chicago, actually Lucy had us all, um, over the course of a week, like, do our own research to put together our own like two to three minute presentation about our own queen. 
um, to give to everybody else so that we all knew about each other. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. Um, so I did, I did my research for that. And then as we rehearsed, we would do private sessions with, uh, Toby and Lucy to talk about the character and, and the song. And, um, I feel like I've had my, my sessions are always so long because all you want to do is such a long song. And there's so many verses in which there's a, you know, a new thing happening every time. So we wanted to make it very clear what her story was and also make it very clear that you might think, you know, what she's known for. You might think that she was just very promiscuous and, and, you know, kind of the slutty one, which has been said to me multiple times. Um, So it was really great to work with Lucy on stuff like that to make it clear that no, this, she was a child that lived a life of sexual abuse. And um, it was really great to work on it because, you know, a lot of people listening to the cast recording, it's the cast recording is great, but you don't necessarily understand the story. Yeah. I Um, completely missed the whole Catherine Howard undertone until I saw it live and saw it portrayed. I was like, yeah, I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Like, and it's, and you know, it's, it's the storytelling for whoever is playing the part, but it's also the choreography is so incredible. Carrie Ann is, is so amazing. Um, but for me, I also tried to draw from personal experience from uh, experiences of people that I know. And I really wanted to make it clear that her story is just as important today. Like those things still happen to people on a regular basis. And for me, her story is about believing women, believing what they say when they say it. And believing what they've gone through. And another um, perfect show that's touching on that as well right now is Jagged, um, Jagged Little Pill, oh. which is doing the exact same thing um, for the exact same topic. So, um, oh, fantastic! Yeah. I haven't seen it. I have to do recommend. I I need to blown away. Um, yeah. So, how was it for you getting comfortable with Howard's? character and the choreography because the choreography for all you want to do is quite hands-on from everyone else so how mm-hmm. how did you go through the process of getting comfortable with opening yourself up and then having that portrayed to everybody um I think I just I I had a lot of conversations with Lucy about like the end of the song is what it is and it doesn't have to be pretty and yeah. it doesn't have to sound great Um, it can be messy and it can be sad and it can be ugly and angry. Um, so as soon as I get that note from a director, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Um, and you know, like you said, the choreography is very hands-on. So it didn't really take me long to get used to it. I, we were all just very aware of, of each other and, and who's going to be where. Um, but I also, have given the girls on multiple occasions permission to, you can, you can really put pressure here. You can grab here. You can push here. It's okay. Because that, it just helps me. It's easier to react to something that's actually happening instead of like someone pretending to touch you. Yeah. Um, so it really didn't, it, you know, it's just like rehearsal for anything else. You just practice and you get better at it. But, um, but I will say leaving the show and going to do a veto where that was like, really raw and dirty and and ugly and I was you know a hot mess by the end of that show that was really great to do because then I was able to take things I learned there and bring that back to six which was really cool yeah amazing um so through this whole process what has been your favorite memory that you've made so far I don't know if I have a, a specific one, but there, there have just been so many, so many instances just with the six of us. If someone is going through something or someone's having a hard day or somebody needs something, 
the way that the six of us are able to come together and support each other and, and the swings, I should, I should say the nine of us, I'm sorry. Um, that, that we are all able to openly communicate and support one another. Anytime we have any moment like that, where someone's having a bad day and someone else can make them laugh or someone is having a breakdown and someone else is there to hold them or carry them. Those are always my favorite memories because it always just makes it so much clearer how connected we all are and how much of a family we've become. Yeah. Amazing. Speaking of support, um, talk me through the show where you did the pretty much concert version of six with the, the ribs that were popped. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) cause who, what, what was the circumstance around that? Cause I've I've only read bits and pieces. So Mallory was already on cause Abby was out. Was that right? Yeah. Mallory, Mallory was, uh, was already on because yeah, Abby was injured and I, I didn't know what was wrong. I'd never had ribs out before. Um, I just woke up that morning and I thought I had a really big knot in my back. Yeah. It just felt, I kept trying to like pop my back or stretch it out. And I had already, I already had an appointment at physical therapy scheduled for that day. Cause I was going to get vocal physical therapy, which I do regularly anyway. But I was like, well, I'm going there. I'll just have him work on my back instead. And he also thought it was a big knot in my back. So he was like, digging into it elbow like doing all of this work on it nothing was loosening up then it felt worse and I just kept telling myself I'm like yeah it's fine it's it's gonna be fine we'll just go do the show but by the time I got to the theater my back had swelled up I was like asking Brit to put icy hot on my back and she was like you got a hump and I was like <laughs> what she was like you she's like I am looking at your back you look like Quasimodo you have a hump in your back I was like, well, I don't, there's nothing I can do about it right now. And it, it was so bad. It had gotten to a point where the pain was going up, up into my neck, up into my head, giving me a headache, but it was like a weird headache that was making me dizzy. Oh, no. And I was trying to get ready for the show and, and everyone kept coming in to check on me. And I, at one point started talking to Adriana and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, my back just hurts. I don't feel well. She's like, you're not even looking at me right now. She's like, you need to look like you can stand up. You need to sit. And within a matter of like 15 minutes, the stage manager came in and, and we didn't, we didn't have anybody else to cover me. Yeah. Courtney wasn't there. Um, and Mallory was already on and Nicole doesn't cover Howard. Um, so our stage manager was like, cool, we're going to, we're going to try and do the concert version. Lucy has a huge document that has outlined like every possible version of the show to do depending on, you know, who's out or what happens. Like all the swings are on and then another person goes out. There's like a, like a roadmap, um, which we, we don't have access to, like none of us have ever seen, but stage yeah. managers get it. So our stage manager was like, cool, this is last minute. We're going to do the concert version. Everyone will have chairs. So Sam, you can sit, but everybody else can do whatever they want. But Sam, if you need to sit, you can sit. Um, so because I, I didn't have an understudy, that was our only option. Otherwise, we would have had to cancel the show. Um, and, you know, like you said. The fact that, that like, the directors had thought of that. Like, let's, let's adapt this show so no matter what, it goes on. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think they had made it because for a while over in London, they only had one swing. Yeah. And now they have more. But they over there have dealt with so many different scenarios that, like, Toby has gone into the show Toby's before. Toby's gone on. They've had, yeah. um, While I was over in London, while I was still in rehearsal, a bunch of cast members were sick or injured, and I got a call one night saying, would you maybe be able to come and do the show? And I ended up not being able to, because I was on a work visa, but, um, but now, you know, they have this, you know, all of these plans. So, so we still had to do it. I did what I could. I found out the next day I went to a chiropractor and he was like, Oh yeah, you have two ribs out in your back. They're poking out the other way. Um, so that's still something that every now and again is like happening they'll go out and I just have to go somewhere and get them put back in. (laughs) (laughs) But that was it. That's, that's what happened. You know, it wasn't anything crazy. And, and, you know, I think I felt really bad having to do the show like that, that, and you know, the audience had to see that version of the show, but, but it's live theater. 
that is a pretty good summary of it. Um, so, oh, I forgot where I was going. Um, yeah, no, it's gone. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Um, what was it like seeing your costume for the first time? The original one or like the new Broadway one? Let's go. Oh, yeah, because you've had the update. Mm. Let's, mm. Let's go the first one. So what was your, like the first reaction to seeing it? Um, so when, when I had my first costume fitting, I'd already seen, you know, like plenty of pictures of the show. So I knew what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, the first costume fitting I had, it was still in bits and pieces, but I, I think I still have a picture on my phone of like very first costume fitting. Um, it didn't have like all of the bedazzling, but as soon as I put it on, I was like, this is amazing. This is incredible. Um, being able to get an updated costume for Broadway has been really great too, because we were able to go into all of the costume fittings before they started building anything Yeah, to have very open conversations about like, this is what does work about the original costume, but this is what doesn't work. Like I can't breathe or I need to be able to move this more. Um, so that was also really nice to be able to, to discuss with them, you know, possible changes and what we could do to make just to make life easier on stage how easy is it to sit in the Howard skirt um it depends on the height of what I'm sitting on like I can sit on the steps yeah um if I'm gonna sit in a chair it has to be a stool that doesn't have a back yeah so that the skirt can just like kind of sit if I'm on like the stairs on the stage that's easy because I can like scoot to the edge yeah um so those are my two options to sit down (laughs) (laughs) so that nearly wraps everything up for us Sam um I feel like this has gone way too quick um (laughs) um thank you for coming and hanging out I I really appreciate you taking off the Broadway cast for us and getting our first Broadway queen on. And, um, oh, actually that's where I was going. Um, what was the process like? Cause the shutdown in New York happened the day of opening night for you guys. So what was that like? Cause you guys woke up and everybody thought everything was going ahead because there was posts going out left, right and center. Um, yeah. what, what happened what was the kind of process for you guys getting the messages that don't come in? We're not going ahead. Yeah, it was, it was kind of all over the place, which is not the fault of anybody. It was just that like our producer was in a meeting with actors equity and the Broadway league Yeah. about like what they were going to do and when the shutdown would happen. So until that meeting was done, none of us were able to still going ahead. hold anything. Yeah. Um, but I, all of us were going about our regular day. I went and had, my family was in town. And so uh, my husband was in town and his, uh, my in-laws were here. Um, but I had scheduled like a brunch for everybody. We all went to brunch. I picked up my outfit that my friend made for me for the party. Um, my sister and I were in a lift to go home and she stopped off at Macy's or the the Mac store to get her makeup done for the party. And I was like, cool, I'll, I'm going to go home and shower and, and then I'll go back to the theater. Cause Broadway openings, the shows happen early. The show, the curtain was at six 30. Um, and so I don't think I got an official official word until maybe four o'clock or four 15. Yeah. Um, I had seen a couple of the articles that came out saying Broadway shutting down definitive by uh, March 13th at 5 PM. So I think I was still, you know, in my mind, all of us were like, Oh, then we're, we're at least going to open tonight, have the party and then it's going to shut down. Fine. Um, But then while I was at home seeing all of these messages and articles and no one had called anybody yet, but my, one of my agents, came into town and he called me and he was like, I just went to the theater to pick up my tickets and they told me the show is canceled. And I was like, okay, well then it's probably canceled because I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, 
And then maybe 20 minutes later, by probably by 4.30, we had all gotten an email. I think we got an email um, saying that it it was canceled. And even then, I think all of us were like, well, they already reserved Tao. They have to have the party. <laughs> no party. So, you know, it, it was disappointing, but I, I totally get it. And to me, we had already been on Broadway for a month. Yeah. So opening was just to like have a big party and, you know, see a lot of people. Um, I don't feel like anything was necessarily, you know, we, we weren't robbed of anything because yeah. we'll have an opening eventually. Exactly. Um, so it was, you know, disappointing on the day, but it is what it is. You know, there's nothing we could do. And then we go into this amazing life of quarantine and you've already touched on the fact that you're back home in Chicago now. Yep. Um, one thing I do want to touch on is your song a day that you're doing at the moment, because I am absolutely loving them. Um, oh, thank you. What was the kind of inspiration behind getting that up and running and started? Um, I honestly don't know. I feel like there was a night, uh, the first couple of days of quarantine, honestly, that I had had a couple drinks and I posted on Instagram, like, would anyone want me to like post a song a day or something? <laughs> um, and so I don't know. I just, I just started doing it. I didn't think it would be as as well followed, I guess. Um, but my, my husband is very into like the ins and outs of social media. Like, like he'll Google, like, how does she get more followers or how do we boost the views on this or whatever? So like I started posting and then it was actually him being like, you should try posting at the same time every day. You should try putting hashtags in the comments instead of here and here. Like it was him that was like sending me all this stuff. Um, so I honestly should give most of the credit to him. But then I got to a point where I was like, I got to make this more interesting. So I just started like dressing up or doing stupid stuff. But it's actually turned into a nice thing because it kind of keeps me on a schedule, yeah. which keeps me um, a little sane for sure. But it's also <laughs> nice to sing other things that aren't six. I love yeah. six, but you know, it's been a while since I've gotten to sing anything else. So, And I'm loving hearing everything else. I mean, there's only what? seven, eight songs. So to do 40 something days, it'd be a little repetitive to do six all the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, that does wrap us up. We've got one more question, but before we do, um, if you guys want to follow Sam on any social medias, I will drop all her links down in the description box below so you can go show her some love and binge watch all, <laughs> all her songs. Um, <laughs> you know where you can find us? That's Oz Queendom and the Queendom cast. Make sure you check us a follow. Check out the website for our uh, merch line up at the moment. That's thequeendomonline.com forward slash shop. And uh, before we leave, Sam, being away from the show, being away from the girls, mm -hmm. what is the biggest thing you miss about Six the Musical right now? I think I, I think I really just miss the girls the most. They're, you know... It's it's nice to hang out outside of the show and and we all do, um, but I really miss how magical it is when we're all on stage together, for and sure. That it. magical ending. We yeah. will wrap things up right there. Thank you for hanging out with us, queens. We will see you next week with another brand new episode of the Queendom Podcast. See you later. <laughs>
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.